The Bread and Butter podcast acknowledges the Yagara people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mainjin, the lands on which we record today. We pay our respects to the Yagara and Turbal elders, past, present, and emerging. This podcast is brought to you by Ayal Productions. Did I say good? Just to get you into it one more time. Maybe just in case. Okay. Go. Bread and better podcast. Okay. Bread and better podcast. I feel like I am. Bread and better podcast. Welcome back to the Bread and Better podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tegan, and along with Alex, it is my pleasure to bring you this podcast discussing all things women's health. I am an online coach, dog mom, and full-time hype gal. <laughs> and I'm Alex. I'm a writer, producer, the co-host of this show. I'm a mum of three, I'm obsessed with coffee, and I'm a TV junkie. We're covering some very important, though pretty heavy topics this season, so we thought it would be nice to break it up with something a bit cute and fun. If you've listened to the pod before, you'll know that we're quite close in age. Alex is 35 and I will be 33 by the time this is out. At the time of recording, it's three days out from my birthday. And when Alex originally wrote the script, she wrote that it's been a little while since we have been young in inverted commas. <laughs> However, I'm not having that. Uh, I didn't I think you would. I thought no. you'd take issue with that. I'm like, we are not old. <laughs> so I have changed the script. Um, I can't commit to saying that sentence because I am determined to be hashtag forever young. <laughs> Having said that, we do have some life experience under our belts by this point. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. So one of the best things about getting older is the distance it creates between who you are now and who you were when you spent four weeks of hard-earned blockbuster money on an OC shirt from City Beach. And with that distance comes hindsight, the ability to look at an event with an understanding that you couldn't possibly have had at the time. So given that we are older and wiser, there are things that we wish we could tell our younger selves. And that is what we are going to discuss today. But before we do, we are going to start the episode the way we always do by discussing the best thing we ate this week. Okay. So Tegan and I went to dinner at Jamelli's on Friday night with our friends to celebrate the lovely Meg. It was delicious. All of the food just looked incredible and we will post a little reel, which is actually very funny. So make sure you listen to it with sound on. Okay. So at Jamelli's I had the, and I'm going to butcher the wording of this. Uh, I don't try and say the Italian words. (laughs) Just going to, I'm going to give it a go. Go on. I had the fettuccine. Fettuccine. (laughs) Fettuccine. I think I made that French. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do accents. So I had the fettuccine torno. Torno. I don't know. Tuna. Tuna. <laughs> I can't get this out. So I had the fettuccine. Fettuccine. Oh, I had the fettuccine, let's say torno, which was with tuna, capers, cherry tomatoes, Sicilian olives, rocket, and Napoli. Napoli sauce? Napoli sauce? I should Napoli. know that. I've been there. Definitely Napoli. Napoli. Yeah. Yeah, you should know that. You're a chef. Yeah, I can say Napoli. Napoli. Croissant. Uh, <laughs> the Napoli sauce and... It was freaking delicious. Like the handmade pasta, oh my God, it was incredible. I took a photo, but it actually looks terrible. And Meg is also a celiac, so she kind of had a similar thing with prawns. And oh my God, it just looked incredible. 
Then I did try and force Tegan to try some of my pasta, but she said no. Well, I'd already had gnocchi pizza and um, arancini. So <laughs> well, you just have to take my word for I it. I tried all the really glutinous stuff, but I'm going to go with same night. And I can't believe that that was only last week. For some reason, it must have been a big week because that feels like it was like three weeks ago. Well, I think it's because we were recorded on Tuesday this week. Ah, uh, that's what so it is. I feel like we've had two weeks in one. Yeah, I was like... That wasn't this week. But tacking on the same night, I'm going to go with a drink. Can we do a drink? Yeah, you can do a drink. Um, We went after and had a cocktail and I had a coconut mug. It looked so good. Oh, yeah, you sniffed it. I sniffed it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coconut is one of those things, though, that actually smells even better than it tastes. I love coconut. But, yeah, coconut mug. Don't have them very often, but oofed. I've never had one. So nice. You could have a virgin one. Oh, I could. And yeah, Meg and I had mocktails, which I never, ever think to have, but it was really nice. I felt included. Well, Ash, Will and I are going to attempt to make a lower calorie coconut mug. Mm -hmm. So when we do that, we'll make you a virgin one. Yay. I would love that. Cute. I'm excited. So we kind of came up with this idea a few weeks ago and as with a lot of our segments. We haven't discussed any of the things on our list because we wanted to save it all for the pod. So I've been absolutely bursting at the seams to share these with Tegan and all of you. I feel like I could have probably written a thousand things to tell my younger self, but for the sake of the show, we have narrowed it down. So Tegan, I'm so excited to hear yours. Tell me what is something that you wish you could tell your younger self? Okay. So the first one that I wrote down was, and when I say younger self, I'm probably only talking two years ago even and before. Okay. Have firm boundaries. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. So firm boundaries equals your happiness. Yeah. No boundaries equals anger and resentment. Yeah. Being a people pleaser is just not good for us. The only people that benefit from us having soft boundaries are the people that can take advantage of that. That's so true. It's so true. That's so true. I've not ever thought of it that way. So those that truly care about us will appreciate and respect our boundaries. And I feel like I had always had pretty poor boundaries in the workplace. Like I think that's the most obvious one for me. Yeah. I don't know if it was because I was in a manager's position at a young age and I didn't have the level of maturity that I have now, but until very recently, I mean, I'm self-employed now, so (laughs) I don't really have an employer to say uh, no to, but I found it so incredibly hard to say no to an employer. And I had like kind of gotten to the point where in the jobs that I have had, and obviously I'm very loyal. I had two very long-term jobs. Yeah. I went above and beyond to the point where it was almost expected. Yes. And that ended up with me feeling very resentful at times. Yeah. So like in when I had my hospitality job, I was quite young. I was friends with a lot of people that I worked with um, and I was good at setting the boundary between when they were my friends and when I was their manager. Yeah. That boundary I was great at. The boundary that I really struggled with was with, my employer and my responsibilities. Yeah. So 
in the hospitality industry, it's labour-based. So if you're full-time, like they don't really love it if you take sick days. Mm. So you're often working when you're sick. You don't feel confident and comfortable to say that you can't work. I left that job with 10 weeks of sick pay. What? Did you get it paid out? No, you don't get sick pay paid out. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of like not to say this isn't a dig at anyone. That's just the way that the industry is when it's labour-based. Like I genuinely take my hat off to business owners that make money in hospitality because it's fucking hard. The percentage margin is so low and as like hospitality workers, you run your absolute ass off for them to make a small amount of money. Um, So we were, yeah, like it was hard to take sick days. We were expected to fill a lot of shifts, like a lot of chopping and changing, can't really work understaffed. Um, And I ended up with a lot of anger and I Mm. always felt really hard done by. And I think that that fed into my narrative of like life is happening to me. Yeah. So I, yeah, go above and beyond. I feel like it was kind of expected whether that was my um, perception or whether that was reality. And then I'd get shitty about it. But then just as I've gotten older, I've realized that boundaries in work and in relationships, like romantic relationships, friendships, anyone you have a relationship with, clients in my business, everyone, it allows me to curate my life in a way that feels really good for me. Yeah. And now I think I'm at the point where my boundaries are so firm that when I let my boundaries slip and I do things that I don't want to do, I am drained. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely wiped out and I'm kind of pissed off about it. Yeah. And like a Imagine like we do things our whole life that we don't want to do. Yeah. I hate, I have a real physical response to doing something I don't want to do. Paul Kepp will hear it for like I just get weeks. the shits now. Like yeah. I just get so cranky about it. And then I think, well, I put myself in this situation. Like I need to say no. And that's always a big reminder that you have boundaries for a reason. So this was like a really big goal for me in 2023. And I think I'm doing a really good job at it. I've found that boundaries are just totally my key to personal peace. Like you think, oh, it might be selfish. I'm not people pleasing. The only people that give a fuck are the people that are taking advantage of your poor boundaries. Yeah. So anyone that cares about you, And, you know, you think when you, and this probably links back to what you were saying about not being well, having friends that you can say, you know, I can't go to dinner because I'm not feeling well. Anybody that's truly your friend is like, yeah, stay home. Yeah. Anybody that's going to be pissed off about that is not somebody that you probably want to have in your life anyway. Like fucking get over yourself. Yeah. Not you. (laughs) But the thing is, and my takeaway, I'm wrapping this up now, is if you don't communicate your boundaries then you can't expect people to respect them. Yeah. And I think that that's the issue that I was having. That's the disconnect that I was having is that I wanted to have these boundaries that I wasn't communicating with anybody and then I was getting pissed off when they weren't respecting them. Yeah. So just say what you think. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If you don't want to fill a shift, say no. If you don't want to do something you don't want to do, say no. If you have the power to do that, Obviously, there's times that financially you need to do things you don't want to do or with family. Yeah. But if, if like, the only thing is people-pleasing, just fucking say no and your <laughs> life is going to be so much better. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that's very good advice to give to anyone, especially your younger self. All right. What's yours? First one. So my first one. And I got so excited when you and I were at the Greta Ray concert. Oh, that was such a wholesome, positive concert. Yes. And this sprung to my mind and I was like, I went to tell you and I was like, no, I'm going to hold on. So this has been killing me. Oh, you've been like sitting on it for a while. Yes. So, you know, the song Don't Date the Teenager. Yeah. Okay. So my first one, this is advice to younger Alex, older boys are not as great as you think they are. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when I was in high school, the boys in my grade just had no interest in me, like at all, other than being my friend. I had a lot of really great guy friends. There was one boy who I just loved from the first day of high school and he was so lovely. And I remember one day we were going on this excursion. It was some like religious retreat and I had bought this outfit from Supre and it was like a halter neck and this really cute caramel pleated skirt and I thought it was the day that he was finally going to tell me that his feelings were reciprocated. Your um, feelings. Your <laughs> my feelings. feelings, that my feelings were reciprocated. Uh, but there was five girls who liked him. Two of them were my best friends. Do you know what it's giving? Yeah. Crave you by flat facilities. Oh, yes. I love that song. Uh, so, yeah, there was five of us. Two of them were my best friends. One of them rocked up at school in the same outfit as me, but she had an incredible body with, like, massive boobs. So there was no comparison between our looks. Anyway, he was so sweet, but he basically bought, like, roses to school and he gave one to all the girls, so he wasn't choosing. So he gave... Four of us roses and he chose. Would he know? Oh, if the ro- he'd probably remember the rose situation. Oh, he'll remember. Everyone. Do you think he listens to the pod? I don't think he does. But anyway, so he gave four of us roses and the one, girl he didn't give a rose to was my It's giving bachelor. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And, oh, my God, I was just <laughs> gutted the whole retreat. I just wanted to go home. I was so sad. But he was so nice about it and you could tell he was about to cry. Like he just felt so bad. Um but anyway, poor bloke. <laughs> Everyone knows who I'm talking about. My mum is going to have a field day with this. Anyway, so yeah, none of the boys in my grade liked me other than being a friend and older boys loved me. So um, not to sound up myself, but in year 12, so I was, or year 11 and 12, I was 16 and my first boyfriend like serious boyfriend, he was 23. When I was in grade 12, my boyfriend was 21. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy, he was the sweetest guy in the world. He he was probably too sweet. I think that's why I broke up with him. And yeah, then all the boys I dated after that were same, like 22, 23. And I just thought they were wonderful and I was so special because I was dating these older guys. And the common theme between all of them was always that oh, you're so wise, like you're such an old soul because I listened to like 60s music and I had great life advice and, you know, that's what they all said. And then now as an adult, I just think that it's all kind of a bit icky and that it never ended well. What's the age difference between you and Kev? One year. Yeah, so I have dated up, not drastically. Yeah. Like that was probably the biggest age difference and I've dated down. Yeah. More than I've dated up, like younger blokes. Yeah. And like, you know, four or five years doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. But you are in such different places of oh, your life. It yeah. never, it never works out. And I mean, as you get older, I feel like age differences don't matter as much. But when I got to 23, I was like, geez, like what did a 23-year-old want with a 16, 17-year-old girl? Like When you look back on it, in hindsight, it is a bit creepy, hey? Yeah, but also just like why wouldn't you want someone that's like kind of... I think that they maybe are like, like you said, you were like the boys my age weren't interested, so maybe the girls their age weren't interested in them. Yes, maybe they were really immature. Well, boys are more immature than women at that age and like not to put them down, but that's just like facts. It is facts. 
I feel like we could, like, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, this me is too. such a cool episode. <laughs> I feel like we could make a whole episode around that Greta Ray album. We could. There was so Shout many. Shout out things. Greta Ray, positive spin. We love you. I'm using you for so many reels on Instagram. Yeah. The whole thing is just like, she's just talking about heartbreak, but how it made her. I'm like the original heartbreak baby. Yeah. But just she's so positive and it was just such a good feel-good evening. It was and it was very inspirational. I came away from there with so many ideas that I was like, oh, I'm going to tell Tegan. But then I was like, no, I'm going to hold on to this for later on. But, no, it was fantastic and, yeah, definitely related to that song and definitely Heartbreak Baby. I was so dramatic. Like my year 12 senior shirt literally on the back says a little bit dramatic. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, everyone. Do you know what mine said? What? powerhouse because oh. I used to play so much sport with the boys. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. That's yeah. so embarrassing. No, it's not. That's great. My grade 10 one said, my grade 10 one said Blondie. Oh, okay. Do you know what my first email address was? Mine was Blondie underscore Teeks. Mine was Blonde Bimbo. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blonde Bimbo. <laughs> Ah, the feminist in you is just dying. Side note, Alex, don't call yourself a bimbo. You can be a bimbo and you can be a feminist. Absolutely. But I really played into the bimbo thing. I wish I didn't do that, but. You live, you learn. Add it to the list. You think boys like dumb girls at that age? Except for older boys who like wise girls. Yeah. Wise. What what do you be? 16 year olds. Uh, all right. All right. So what is your second one? I feel like I've gone a little bit more serious than you with these, but I am having a really good time. Can I just say I went very serious with my third one and it kind of took it to a deep place, but I, I'm going to... I did too. Okay. It I'm, might be the same one. Well, I've taken that one out and I've saved it for a later episode that I know we're going to do because oh. I wanted to keep it light. But go for it. I went like pretty serious in the main three and then went really light in okay. the others. <laughs> Uh, so my next one that I would tell my younger self is it is up to you. Oh. No one is coming to save you. Yes. No one gives a shit <laughs> if you are having a hard time or you're not living up to your potential or you're not following your dreams. Like literally no one. Your parents might be a little bit disappointed, but your life is totally yours to curate. Like yeah. if you keep putting yourself in shitty situations, you're going to keep having shitty outcomes. Like if you're too afraid to make change, your reality is everything is going to stay exactly the same. Everything is up to you. Your yeah. happiness, your career, your body, your finances, absolutely everything. Take action. Yes, that's a good one. It's, you know, you just think, oh, this amazing magical thing is going to happen and pull me out of this shit show. No, nothing, (laughs) no one's coming. No one is coming. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, that's so good. I don't know whatever I was waiting for. I was so into rom-coms and yeah I think that that's what I thought too like I was just gonna honestly I thought by this age that I would be like married living in a house that we owned couple of kids couple of dogs living some sort of fucking American dream yeah I um, thought I was going to be famous. I remember the really? day. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a famous actress or at least a reality star. And Don't I, rule it out. Let's I start applying for shit. <laughs> Gogglebox is the dream. If anyone's oh, listening, I fucking love Gogglebox. Me too. It's like Red my favourite I kind of want to go on the block, but we'd probably get, I was going to say divorce, but we're not even married. And we would fight. Yeah, so we've talked about the block, Kev and I. We would love to go on the block, but I would be that person that everyone's like, what a bitch. Because, like, if I went on with Kev, you just can't hide. Like, I would just be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm a great wife, guys, and I love him very much, but I also can't hide my anger. I would, yeah, I would. it would not end well for me. 
But I remember back to being. Do you reckon you'd be cast as the villain? I would 100% get the villain edit. Obviously, reality TV is targeted at people like me. Yeah. Because I fully believe that the person that's casted as the villain is a fucking terrible person. No, it's actually (laughs) so interesting because there's this, oh God, why can't I remember her name right now? I love her. This chick that was on The Bachelor and she got the biggest villain edit and I was like, oh God, she's awful. But then she went on Bachelor in Paradise and she was so nice, like such a nice person. Alicia. Her name is Alicia. And I got really into following her on Instagram. She's into politics and stuff, super intelligent. And then she is still with the guy, I think they're getting married, that she met on Bachelor in Paradise. And she's written a book called The Villain Edit. Yeah. What about Olivia from Maths though? Oh, I stopped watching Maths. I couldn't handle it anymore. See, every, this is what happens, and I'm going to out right here. Every season, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And then he'll, like, have it on the TV, and I'll be like, mm. <laughs> getting sucked in. Here we go. <laughs> but we never, ever see it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah, you get really sick of all of, like, the So nasty. boring. I don't know what my edit would be on reality TV. Yeah, I feel like you'd be like the really strong, independent woman that's like getting shit done. You know who I would be? The person that's giving like unasked for advice. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, she's so bossy and annoying. That's going to be me. You'd be like, you have to change your life or nothing soon, change. I want. I would like to think that I'd be like the Sarah Marie of Big Brother. Oh, I loved her. But we were talking about this the other day and we just don't have silly in us. No, I don't have silly in me. It doesn't exist. I would be the – now I'm in Big Brother. <laughs> we probably cut all this out because it's fucking tangent. In Big Brother, I would be like the person that's doing the budget, <laughs> the person that's doing the cleaning roster. You'd be getting everyone out doing a boot camp yeah, every day. Yeah, like them our manager. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I just – what I'd be doing. But yeah, I remember the day that I realized I wasn't going to be famous. It was heartbreak. Like I was gutted, genuinely cried. I was so so sad. I think someone told me like, just to let it go because you're never going to be famous. And I did. And um, how hard did you try though? I didn't try at all. Like I was, so you thought I didn't was, even do drama. Oh, did you I thought think it was going to be like discovered? I thought I was going to be discovered. I thought that I'd be like, okay, I thought that I'd be like having an argument with someone in the street or something or like crying in the rain. <laughs> and like a manager was going or a casting agent was going to see me and that would be my future. So you thought you'd be an actress? I thought I was going to be an actress, yeah, Julia Roberts style. Love that. Well, it's up to you, Alex. <laughs> yes, I needed that. I really needed it's to hear that. It's not too late. Yeah. And I don't his- want to be an actress anymore or famous. I was going to say you can be an influencer. You're going to be famous for the podcast. Yes. Well, that'll be like well known. <gasps> It'll be like full circle moment. <laughs> What's your next one? My next one is, this is very specific to me, but it can be applied to anything. But if you want to be a lawyer, be a lawyer. So this is to the 15-year-old Alex who told, I'm just, I've really debated about saying this, but I don't care because he's never going to listen. I like how specific yours are to (laughs) occasions. Yes. This is something that has impacted me greatly. And it's something. (laughs) (laughs) It's not depressing. (laughs) This is something that I think set my life on a different trajectory and I'm not even being dramatic. So he's never going to listen to this. So it doesn't matter. My real dad, not my stepdad. I told him that I wanted to be a lawyer when I left school. I was choosing my like subjects and stuff for my senior years and I was going to do law 
you know, legal studies, legal studies. And he said, I don't think you're smart enough to be a lawyer. I think you should probably be something like a hairdresser. That's so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. So did it set you on a different trajectory because you were like, I won't do it? Oh, I believed him. I was like, oh, oh that's I'm, really sad. Yeah, I was like, I'm really not smart enough. I was smart. I was hoping that it was like the angle of, fuck you, I'm going to show you and be the best lawyer ever. Yeah, I've definitely done that at different parts of my life. But yeah, it did change the trajectory because I didn't. I was just listening to a psychic reading on a different podcast and yeah. she was really struggling with trajectory as <laughs> it's well. It's a really hard word yeah, to it's say. it's really hard. Um, but yeah, that did change things for me because. I didn't choose legal studies. I instead chose a bunch of other subjects that were kind of like a such a mismatch that they wouldn't have led to anything. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a hairdresser. Like, what the fuck? Um, if I was a hairdresser, I'd probably have a lot more money, money than I have now. And I would actually love to be a hairdresser now. That would be a fantastic job. I don't think you'd like being a lawyer. No, I don't think I'd like being a lawyer. And we know you that. You might have because- done like the full circles. You might have done the exact same career path as Georgie Stevenson and then done the whole thing and been like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do something. Yeah. Like a podcast. Not yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. her business. Like she's, you know. Yeah. Well, I have done a, like a semester of law at uni thinking I wanted to be a lawyer, but I did very well. Like I topped all of my classes. So I could actually you. see you being really good at studying law for the exact reason that I didn't study law when I did um, my criminology degree. Yeah. Is that you really like that research. Yes. That's so that's oh, exactly what I liked about it. I, I loved that. the research. And yeah, there was just a lot of things that I was like, oh, you, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to deal with this sort of stuff. It was like really bringing me down. But yeah, I definitely love research and I do have a dream one day to do my PhD for my writing, not for law. But anyway, so yes, that's my um, one thing I would tell myself at that very specific age is you can be, this sounds so cliche, but you can be whatever you want to be. Obviously there's some things. I probably wasn't smart enough to be a rocket scientist, but you know, if you apply yourself and work really hard, Mm. I definitely could have been a lawyer. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do like to say to people, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, there are restrictions to that. Yeah. But I think we are all capable of a lot more than we believe. And anybody who is trying to push you down, it's probably just a mirror of themselves. Absolutely. That's fucked though. Fuck you, Alex's dad. (laughs) I know. I know. He said a lot of things like that. I really, really took on. I really respected his opinion. Obviously too much. That's really disappointing. Yeah. But I should have listened to my mum and my stepdad, who I don't call my stepdad. I just call him my dad, but just for the sake of this, for clarity. For not getting confused. For not getting confused, everyone. But I should have listened to them because they were always like, oh, you can be whatever you want to be. You're so smart. And if you want to do anything now, they're like so proud. (laughs) Yeah. The littlest thing. So what is your third one? This one's a little bit deep. Okay. So I'm just going to read this. One day you are going to look back on your darkest days and see that they shaped you into the person that you needed to become. I have goosebumps. (laughs) Yes. So, <laughs> yes. I agree. So you will be grateful for all the pain that you have suffered so far because it's taught you so much about yourself, about love and about how you want to show up in the world. So on one hand, there's like that duality of like not being able to appreciate the light without having the dark, but it's also seeing that there's a lesson in everything and that the times that require the most resilience and that we're struggling the most are really shaping us into the person that we need to be or we want to be. 
Yeah, that's, that's it. I didn't want to get too specific. <laughs> I love that. What's your last one? What's your last big one? And then we do the fun ones. This is my last big one. And I think this is really important and something that maybe we can discuss in our Feminism 102. But my third one is young Alex. You have an amazing body and you should be less harsh on yourself and appreciate it. So when I was Again, I don't know, year 9, 10, 11, 12. And we say young Alex, current Alex, all versions of yeah. Alex, like of yeah. ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. But I was so convinced I was fat. I was like not at all happy with my body. I would pick things apart with my friends. But yeah, one of the biggest things was I thought I was like super chubby. But when I look back, especially in year 11, there's this one photo I remember feeling terrible about myself. But I looked at the photo the other day and I had a six pack. I think a lot of people would relate to that. I've heard it so many times when you like look back at times that you thought you were in inverted commas fat. Yeah. And down the track people have thought, oh, I wish I looked like that now. Yeah. And I think the lesson is A, work on your body confidence and body image, but B, just yeah, don't speak to yourself like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was hesitant to use the word fat because it's not something I would use now, but that's at that time, those were the words I used, mm. you know, about my own body. So yeah, just definitely just love yourself the way you are. And yeah, don't listen to all of the noise in the media and how you should look. Which is so hard and it's such a big part of growing up. Yeah. Especially like we grew up in like the waif yeah. era. You know, you kind of thought you had to be stick thin. Yeah. Yeah. Now when we were teenagers. That was the trend at and the time. This body ain't made to be small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. And yeah, would love to explore that in a later episode. Definitely. We would definitely do that. All right, let's get on to the quick fire, fun, cute ones. I'm really excited for these. Do I we, wonder if we've got any of the same ones. I reckon we would. All right, you go first. One day you will be using normal moisturizer to tone down tinted moisturizer <laughs> because it's too much coverage. <laughs> That's so good. I used to like slather on the thick. thickest of that Maybelline oh, thick foundation. Oh, what about the matte one that was in the yes. tub and you like scooped it out with your yes. hands and like you basically needed like a plasterer's <laughs> application. And it felt so gross. It felt like you had like oh. a layer of clay on your face. I can't. I don't even, I like barely. I think you can still buy that. Can you? I like don't, like look at us both. We're not wearing foundation or anything. No. We got, like I do my eyebrows because I don't have any and my. You mascara. should get them tattooed. Yeah, I've thought about it. This leads me to my well, I mean, it's further on the list, but I'm going to say it now. Do not pluck your eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> eyebrows is such a big topic. Yeah. Oh, Did you go thin? I plucked the shit out of them and then they finally grew back. And then I went to this new hairdresser and he was lovely, but he waxed my eyebrows into a shape that they were not meant to be. And it took eight years <laughs> To fix them. My friend's mum had a hair salon and I let her wax my eyebrows once and she waxed half of mine off. And my <gasps> mum was like, that's going to be hard to come back from. But it actually came out fine. Yeah. But you should get your eyebrows tattooed, yeah. microbladed. Best I thing I've ever did for my face. Got a good chick. Shout out, Lacey. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I will because it's the only thing I spend time on in the morning is my eyebrows. But, yeah, no, I don't wear much makeup at all. In fact, the foundation that I bought keeps emailing me and saying, your foundation must be running low. <laughs> and I was like, mate, I've used that twice. My, my foundation lasts like a disgustingly oh, long you know amount of time. Oh, you know how you're supposed to throw it out yeah. after six or 12 months? What? That would cost me a fortune. Mine's like four years old. Hack, though. 
for our non-makeup often wearing girlies. Obviously, you go to Mecca, you get your makeup done for an event. You can redeem it in products. Yeah. Buy all the mini products. Oh, well. Like the little mini mascara. That lasts me over a year. Yes. Yes. Eilish <laughs> bought me for Christmas. It was like a Sephora sample pack. Perfect for me. Samples yes. are, yeah. And it lasted. Yep. All. They need to make smaller size products for us girls that just want to like do the occasional glam. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, so I was kind of like alternating between funny ones and cute ones. So my next one is practice gratitude. It will change your life. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, my next one is there is no need for a belt if you don't have belt loops. <laughs> We've already covered this, but yep. Did I just say that? Oh, no. no in, in the first, first episode. Step, yeah. Yes, we did. But I went back and looked at some of my photos and I even had them over dresses and stuff. And and we didn't wear um, the high waist belts. Like they were down on our hips. Yeah, they looked ridiculous. And like we were just talking about body confidence, but working with what you have. Like yeah. I don't have a waist. So putting that, it just made me look like a box. <laughs> yeah, those clothes were not flattering at all. No. Yeah. Okay. My next one's doing your own bleach on scalp and having hair extensions constantly is not great for your hair health. <laughs> so one of mine was don't bleach your hair, but then I realized I'm probably still bleaching my hair now. But yeah, don't bleach it yourself. It actually looked fine. Yeah. Like it didn't. I'm look, sure it did in your hair. It didn't look terrible. Yeah. But like when I would get my hair extensions taken out, my natural hair was like this long and so like broken. Yeah. I am so proud of how long and healthy my hair is because that was not my reality. Yeah. And the only reason I got here was stop bleaching it. Yeah. Stop sticking fake care to it. <laughs> That's such a good one. I wish I took better care of my hair. This leads me to my next one. Don't straighten your hair with an iron and don't iron with no shirt on. I know that sounds really specific, but I feel like I know people that have simultaneously <laughs> or like two different things. <laughs> two different things. So they this just is relate. Just, just anything with an iron. General iron safety. <laughs> <laughs> I used to straighten my hair with an iron all the time and it's so dangerous before straighteners oh, came yeah. out. I didn't ever have to do that because I've always had straight hair, but I have seen people doing that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, with the ironing with no shirt on, I had to, <laughs> did it too many times and I should admit too, but I was like ironing with, I don't know, just a bra on and and I burnt myself so badly because I pulled the iron too close to the edge and I was like leaning. <laughs> I'm just going to tack on another scar. one to this. Yeah. Don't cook bacon with no shirt on. <laughs> yes. I can remember like tucking a uh, tea towel into my bra straps. <laughs> That's such a specific thing. I have done that. All right. What is your next one? Not replying at all is more powerful than having the last say. I feel like I still need to tell myself that. So many of my adult friends, I still need to tell that. They're like, well, they just said this. So I, I'm like, no, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Because these sorts of people are getting a reaction from you is what they want. Yeah. So saying nothing at all. And this could especially have been applied to my like, early 20s dating life. <laughs> yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I agree. Do Someone gave me some really good advice to write the message that you would reply with in like your notes and just let it sit mm. and then go to sleep. And then in the morning, if you find it 100% necessary, then send it. But normally you wake up in the morning and you're like so glad you didn't send it. And that's just general life advice for yeah. not doing anything from a dysregulated state. Yes. Like they say that in business as well. Like if yeah. something has upset you or pissed you off, like be objective about it and make the decision 
decision when you're like regulated again. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah just like, but on all sorts of things, like just not replying at all is more powerful than having the last say for your piece, but also really sticks it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not hearing back from me. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> My next one, very specific to me yet again, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate. Don't get your lip pierced because the hole will never go away. Does water dribble out of it when you drink? <laughs> No, but I can still put something through it. I got it pierced in retaliation to someone who told me I shouldn't get it done. And I got it done like the day before schoolies. And I so vividly remember like hearing the pop of the needle go through. And um, I think I had it for like six months before I was like, this does not suit me at all. And I've lived with the hole ever since. I really wanted facial piercings and I'd still like a nose ring. Oh, I wish I looked good with a nose ring. I don't think I would look good with it because I have a very broad nose, but my body doesn't handle piercings. So I can't even wear earrings. Even gold earrings now make my ears itch. And when I I got my ears pierced when I was like six months old, just one, and I wore gold, but I think mum said it was infected for ages. I got my belly button pierced in secret when I was 16 because I I wasn't allowed. And it was infected for like a whole fucking year. And then it like basically grew out until I was like maybe 25 and I realised that having a belly button piercing ain't it. (laughs) I know. I'm so glad And mine almost grew out. It like had this like the... I'm so glad. I wanted one so badly. And my mum was like, no, you'll regret it. You'll regret it. And I'm so glad I didn't do it. But it did look really cool at the time. I think Rhett had the um the same piercing as you. Yeah. And I think he had his tongue pierced too. Oh, I always wanted my tongue pierced too. It, I did think people with tongue piercings were cool. Yeah, but same. I was just way too afraid of the wrath of my mother. Oh, yeah. And like every, I remember someone breaking their teeth on their tongue ring oh. in school. Yeah, the ball bearing. My next one is no, you do not need a credit card and no, you certainly shouldn't be partying with it. That's a good one. Huge. Yeah. That took years to recover from. <laughs> who, who thought that was okay to give such a young woman a credit card anyway? And like when, I was tw- when I was 21, 22, yeah. I was full-time on a salary. Yeah. And they were just like, here's Take it. 10 grand. Off you go. Yeah, that's not a good one. Don't do it, kids. I could probably have applied that to myself as well. When I moved out, I got one of those incredibly expensive furniture packages from Super Oh, yeah, and they put oh, it took, And they're like, oh, if you pay it off in the first 12 months, there's no interest, but there's a shit ton of interest if you don't pay it back in the first 12 months. I dug myself so many credit-related holes. Yeah. And now I don't even, as an adult, I don't have a credit card. Yeah. And I don't have afterpay. Well, I mean, if I, get, if I want to get a house, I'll have to take out a loan. <laughs> credit but at this stage nah that's impressive can't be trusted well done um again super specific but alex you probably don't need a three bar hoop under your formal dress oh that's so funny <laughs> mine was hideous too talk me through yours so actually i, I quite like my dress looking back. It was real. Oh, actually. So there were some girls in my grade that just went for the whole very classic look. And I look back at them. I'm like, oh, so stylish. You look gorgeous. Mine was very specific to that year. I was inspired by a Cinderella story. So I had like the orange, like fitted bodice that was satin with orange sequins. And then it went out in tulle with a three bar hoop. And it was insane. I like barely fit in the limousine. It was wild. I think that formal dresses are supposed to be embarrassing. Yeah. I don't think 
think, yeah. Like if you I look agree. back on yours and think, I just looked so classic. Are you Imagine even living? the girls of this day and age that are in all their designer clothes. Yeah. Oh, my God, they dress better than I do now. Oh, when I see girls in year 12 at their formals, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even look that good if I went now. So mine was strapless. Yes. Love. Pink. Yes. But with the shimmery overlay, so it was like a gold oh. and it had a lace-up back, of yes. course. And then it was like quite a big skirt but not hoops <laughs> and then it had these like flowy bits off it. Oh. But for me, yeah. it was really about the hairdo. Yeah. So I had um, a zigzag part. Yes. And at the time I had the underneath of my hair dyed black. Oh my, I used to do that too. Like Christina Aguilera yep. dirty vibes. Yes. Um, because my mum would only let me dye the underneath of my hair. So they pulled the black over my bun. So I had a bun, <laughs> zigzag blonde hair, black bun. <laughs> Please. We're going to post photos to our Instagram of these. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'll get a picture. I was going to go for the big updo, but my hairdresser talked me out of it and I'm really glad he did. I went for like a classic blow wave. Oh, love. Yeah, it was really nice. Except when I walked in, a girl said to me, oh, I really thought you'd do something different with your hair. And oh my God, like she probably didn't even intend it that way. But I cried in the bathroom for like an hour. Oh, really? Yeah, I was real sensitive. I also had a um, Diamante choker. Diamantes were big. 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 Yeah. That perfectly leads into my next one, which is your mum is absolutely correct in not letting you dye your hair black. Oh, yeah. I wanted so badly to dye my hair black. I could see little emo teenage Tegan oh, black hair. And she just wouldn't, she was just not having it. She let me dye the underneath of my hair. Yeah. With a little underneath panel. Yeah. The chalk top. But I've never been anything other than predominantly blonde. Yeah. I experimented with every single hairstyle once I had black on top with hot pink underneath. which I loved. It looked amazing. And I had, yeah, bleach blonde. One of my favorite looks in year 12, I had the red, like, oh, you haven't watched those, have you? No. Marissa Cooper's mum. I had that exact hairstyle. So it was red with blonde foils. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Wouldn't wear it now, but it looks good at the time. Like the girls of our time frame had terrible hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're paying the price now. Not me. (laughs) Thanks, mum. Yeah, look at your healthy hair. Appreciate you. should do a comparison photo. My next one is where sun cream and a hat and moisturize. Sunscreen is the best anti-aging cream that money can buy. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, maybe only five years ago, I was like, fuck, let's go. I know. I used to go to solariums. Oh, I used to. Okay. When I lived at the Gold Coast in my early 20s. Do you want to hear an embarrassing story? I was so tanned. I um, lived to be tanned in year, well, just like all through high school, but in year 12. We lived at the top of a hill and I guess like all of my neighbors would have seen this, but at the time I was like, whatever. Anyway, my parents weren't home, so I doused myself in baby oil, I think it was, and I went out onto the front lawn and I, like, hiked my togs up into my butt. I don't know why I wanted a tanned butt or thought I needed one. And I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I had like second degree burns on my butt. Oh my God. And I couldn't sit for like a week and I couldn't tell my parents. And I was so embarrassed. And then it peeled off and then it like scarred. Oh, that's such a bad burn. It was so bad. And then I've never, my family all has olive skin. I've never had like a peel. Oh, I used to like burn a bad peel, peel, like just dry skin, not like you know how you see people's whole fucking bodies that was off like a snake. Yeah. Anyway, terrible, terrible, terrible yeah, habit. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. Very yeah. good advice. Yeah. 
Uh, this was one that we had written in quite a few times um, and I also had on my list, which was stop caring so much what everybody else thinks. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that could be good advice for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everything changes when you realise that it doesn't matter or that people aren't thinking about you all the time. Like When you realise that everybody else is just as self-absorbed as you are. Yeah. That's a big game changer. That's your ego thinking that everybody like is thinking about you. Like, and we all do it. Yeah. Uh, so my next one is stop caring about the top friends on MySpace because it doesn't matter and it's just mean. That was really mean. It was so mean. You would pick your top eight friends and it was such a diss if you got moved down or <laughs> I got moved out of someone's and it was so sad. Yeah. You know what? They say that the internet's bad for bullying these days, but they didn't have to deal with <laughs> fucking relentless. <laughs> they didn't have to deal with bloody MySpace top. I thought it was top three. It was top eight. Top eight. So for anyone who's I've always young, been late to social media. Yeah. Oh. I don't think I did it well. Remember when you could like put all the random fucking shit in your yeah, MySpace page? So I was so into MySpace. I curated the most I reckon mine's probably still there. I deleted mine and thank God I did. I found it and I deleted it. But mine was this like amazing background and I had all the glittery gifts that moved and stuff. My song was Kings of Leon and I was really proud because that was a little bit alternative. Do you know what my favourite song was in high school? What? The Nosebleed Section by Hilton Oh, that I is it by that. tune. I that's cool. That's a, that's a great song. That's a good song now. <laughs> I, listen, I used to listen to it on my friends. Remember the iPads, the just the really long ones, the iPods? Yeah, yeah, the shuffles. Yeah, we used to, that would come on every day. Yeah, on yeah. On the school bus. We listened to that a lot. That's a great song. Um, my next one was similar to what you were saying about appreciating your body. Learn how to take proper care of your body and take it more seriously. Yeah. Like party so much. Don't treat it like shit. Feed it so much shit. Run on so much sleep. I mean, you might get away with it. I sort of did, but like it's weird to be in my 30s and to feel better than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. Like for my whole 20s, I felt like I was constantly hungover. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. I hate being hungover, which we will discuss later on in our alcohol episode. Okay. So my next one, super light, easy one. Ease up on the eyeliner. No one needs that much eyeliner. Did you do the eyeliner on your waterline? Oh, yeah. And then when you'd pull it out, like the real crusty How satisfying is that though, to pull that thing out? Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. I went heavy. I reckon that's April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I went to her concert when I was 14. I thought I was so cool. I really wanted to rock ties as an outfit choice, but, like, growing up in the country, like, that was just way too out there. <laughs> People would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of diversity in fashion. <laughs> I just wore Ugg boots. As, oh. As, okay. I don't know. I kind of stand by that. Yeah. Uh, mine is also related to fashion, but... This is directly, specifically to myself, and it is you will still be dressing like a teenage boy in your 30s. <laughs> it is just who you are. Oh, I love that. I did see the photo you posted the other day, and, yeah, sometimes I leave the house in a big oversized Chicago Bulls shirt. Yeah, love it. With my bands and my jeans. Love it. It's nice when you get to an age where you wear what makes you feel comfortable. And also it's kind of fashionable now. It is. I know. I was very excited when that style came back in. Do you know what? I saw a... Uh, photo of myself in grade 12 we were all at bowling and the girls were all like wearing cute outfits and I had like a headband and I was wearing you know the chopper chopper logo yeah 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 
I was wearing like a big choppers t-shirt. That's cool. They're expensive Jeans now. and sneakers. Yeah. And like at the time, like a few years later, I looked back on that and I was like, cringe. And then I look back on it now and I'm like, oh, yep, that's exactly how I'm still dressing. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember like early 20s looking back at my high school photos, even late 20s being like, oh my God, those outfits are terrible. But now my little sister, who's only 22, looks at all of my outfits in my photos and it's like, oh my God, that outfit was amazing. Oh, I love that. You're so stylish. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. My, I think this is my last one that I've got on here. I had to call my mum because I felt like I was running out of ideas and she laughed and said, don't play where you collect your pay. Which Does is, that mean like don't shag your imp- like friends? Yeah, like don't shit where like, you eat. Don't hook up with people in your workplace. That's good advice. It's great advice for every age. So I got this job at Blockbuster and I started dating that boy I talked about before. That how funny is it how redundant Blockbuster is and like how you used to rent I know. actual videos? Yeah, I think that was the best job. I loved Blockbuster. But yeah, first I started dating the manager who was that much older boy. And then I dumped him for the assistant manager, <laughs> also an older boy. Traded down. And then I dumped him because a new guy came and started dating him. And then I had this like little mini intervention. My mum and her best friend, she was like, okay, Alex, I've got some life advice for you. Like stop playing where you're collecting your pay because it's all going to blow up in your face. And I was like, I've got it handled. Like you're so old. You have no idea what you're talking about. And then I dumped that boy for a new boy from my school school who asked me to my formal. You've had way more boyfriends than me. These weren't boyfriends. These were just like, what are they called? A situationship. Yeah, they didn't have that. No, these were just didn't have the terminology. They were pretty quick. And then I dumped him for a new boy that came from a different school that was really cute. And then my manager sat me down and asked me to resign because I was creating too much conflict in the workplace. Drama. So good advice. That is good advice. Yeah. Um, I've got two more. So one was written into us. Yes. And it so it perfectly plays into what we're talking about on the next episode is to get your egg levels tested and look into your fertility when you're a little bit younger and freeze your eggs if yeah. you really want to be a mother. So that's something we are going to be talking about on the next episode. And then my last one is just a really cute one to see us out. At the end of the day, don't change a thing because you need to learn these lessons for yourself. Yes. Yeah. So true. So it was fun to talk about, but yeah. at the end of the day, do it all the same. Well, one of mine was going to be don't go to schoolies. <laughs> I didn't go to schoolies. Didn't you? No. Oh God, it was a big thing for I, us. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have been good for me. We were supposed to go and then one person cancelled and then it all unraveled and then I ended up just staying home and working. I spent so much money on it and I it mean. It seems wildly expensive when you're that age too. Oh, wild. And it was, oh, I'm not going to go into detail. Hectic, hectic. But I was going to say don't go to schoolies, but that's where I met Kev. So oh, so yeah, you've got to do it all that. the same. have to do it all the same. Otherwise it wouldn't have turned out the way it did. Absolutely. So Cute. This was fun. I loved this, this episode. This was fun. I'm so excited about it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we obviously had. A lot of giggles. If you did enjoy it, we would absolutely love it if you could please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're related to any or all of it, please drop into our DMs or leave us a comment on one of our Instagram posts this week at Bread and Better Podcast. We love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.